The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to season three of Long Shots, the season premiere of the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everyone. Happy New Year. It is great to be here during Tory Pines Week. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds and Matt Humans. Matt, great to have you back in studio once again. Are you ready to tee off on hole number one of what will be a 33-episode course this year? Wow, 33 episodes. Uh, the world's number one rated golf betting show. There are some challengers out there, some people who want to uh, try to knock us off the top spot, but it's not going to happen, Brady. It's just not going to Not with Wes Reynolds' big brain and your charisma and ability to pick winners. Long shots is going to be at the top for a long time. Let's take a quick look back at what uh, happened in La Quinta, California at the Bob Hope. Siwoo Kim notches his career. Third win on the PGA Tour by firing a Sunday 64 and holding off a hard charge. Patrick Cantley, the 65 to one long shot West betters the pre-tournament favorite by a stroke. Yeah, and uh, Cantley, by the way, did make the cut on the number, but shot uh, tw- had 20 birdies on the weekend, including a 61, which was a tournament record there at the American Express. But Siwoo Kim, uh, now his third professional win, two of them, by the way on Pete Dye courses. So start to maybe look at him for, as a Pete Dye specialist. He did also have, lose in a playoff at the RBC Heritage a few years ago, which is also a Pete Dye design, Harbor Town. Uh, the other win, by the way, on the Pete Dye course at the Players Championship at TPC Sawgrass. So uh, uh, nice showing for Siwoo Kim, who I didn't know was only 25 years old because he's always kind of a boomer bus golfer. He's either up there or he's uh, shooting 10 over par and missing the cut by several shots. Yeah, he was a guy I took a look at and ultimately 
ultimately did not land on everyone favorites bridesmaid Matt Tony Finau mm. tied for the lead going into the final round shoots a very respectable four under par 68 but it was only good enough for a fourth place finish and I wonder when you look at him now Matt is it best to just bet him in a top 10 or top 20 <laughs> finish market and not an outright win I think that's been the case for a while but sometimes those numbers the the odds you can't resist right you think Finau's knocking on the door. He's going to knock it down at some point, and he's going to win again. It's been, uh, what is it, four or five years since he won in the playoff in Puerto Rico. I actually had him in that tournament at 50 to 1. But that, that seems that ticket's like ticket's probably worth something, right? Hey, frame that <laughs> ticket now, huh? I'll tell you what, it was many years ago, and I've lost on Finau several times since then on futures tickets. But, Brady, you said bridesmaid. I've already got two of those this year with uh, Joaquin Neiman in Hawaii. And uh, last week, Abraham Answer was a top five, but I'm not going to complain about that. Off to a decent start in this golf season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a winner with Kevin Na. Kelly Bidlin is the leader in the Futures Clubhouse here at VEASAN, a veteran producer here at the network. Started so he off. will be replacing me shortly on this uh, Oh, desk did we there. not tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Wes, by the way, this is your last show. <laughs> You've got to get a winner, Wes, or we're, we're going to, you know, ask you to, you know, step out and let Kelly step in. Kelly's here. got two winners already, right? Yeah, he, he yeah. started off with uh, Harris English at Kapalua, and then uh, had uh, Siwoo Kim last week. Uh, so like they say, Wes, two out of three ain't bad. No, no, it's absolutely not. So uh, a very good start. Uh, time, for, uh, time for Uncle Wes to get on the board here, though. You're absolutely right. Well, Matt, you mentioned you had Abraham answer. He was uh, the highest on the board of all the long shots crew's picks. Uh, I had Siwoo Kim, who was your 36-hole leader. Uh, but you have to have a 72-hole leader. They don't pay you half for a 36-hole leader, I found out, uh, disappointingly, last week. But, uh, Wes, did you have uh, anybody in the mix last week? Only in Europe uh, for the Abu Dhabi event. Tommy Fleetwood was two back of Rory and Terrell Hatton. Uh, didn't really go on uh, Sunday, so Terrell Hatton ends up winning that event, and uh, Rory McIlroy gets another third-place finish there. Four, four seconds, four-thirds in his career at Abu Dhabi. And, of course, we're introducing a new segment on long shots this season called Across the Pond, and when we have a marquee European tour event like we do this week, Wes, you will take a look at it and break it down quickly for us and give a few picks out. You've had some success on the European tour for a long time. Hopefully it continues. Uh, Dubai Desert Classic this week, two top five players headline the field. That's Colin Marikawa and now Terrell Hatton with his win now up to number five in the world. And Rory McIlroy will make his way over from Dubai over to Torrey Pines and we'll tee it up. We'll see if there's uh, any worse for the wear for the long travel for Mr. McIlroy. We'll talk about that uh, in the length of the program here and momentarily we will get to our guest this week. It'll be Daniel Rappaport helping us break down the Farmers Insurance Open. This is Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. The Sports Betting Network, Brady Cannon, Matt Humans, and Wes Reynolds with you. And it is time to dive into the aforementioned Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines Golf Course in beautiful La Jolla, California. And to help us do so, we're going to bring in our man Daniel Rappaport. He is a writer for Golf Digest. You can follow him on Twitter at Daniel underscore Rappaport. He's a repeat offender here, his second time on the program. Daniel, great to speak with you again. And of course, you grew up in Southern California so you're very familiar with the, the Poana Greens and the Marine Layer and this beast of a golf course that Torrey Pines is, almost 7,800 yards. What type of player is it going to take to win here this week? What type of skill sets do you think are going to be most important in your opinion? 
Well, I think beast is, is the accurate word. It's 7,800 yards, and then I don't know if you've seen the forecast, but it's supposed to be cold and wet and rainy, so that's going to make it play even longer. Uh, look, it's a championship golf course. It's had U.S. Open in the past. It's having another one in just five months. So it's, uh, you can't hide from this place. You have, to, uh, you have to drive it really well, and you have to have kind of everything firing. It's one of those golf courses where you think because it's long, you'd think a bomber would, would, ha- would have the advantage. And, of course, they do have the advantage. If you look at the past winners, most of them tend to fly it a long way. But guys like Brant Sedeker have had a lot of success here. Uh, even Mark Leishman last year, he, he's not short by any means, but he doesn't fly at 310 yards. Um, so it's just one of those golf courses that does a really good job of identifying the best player that week. I know that's not a sexy answer, but that's kind of the truth. It's a championship course. It obviously helps to hit the ball long and straight, but it's, it's not like the uh, – you know, the, the guys who aren't quite as long can't compete. I, I wouldn't look at a Kevin Kisner type of guy this week, as he said himself. It's a tough course for him, but uh, it, it's not strictly bombers. Daniel, uh, I know that this is obviously not going to be the USGA setup that we are going to see in June, but I wonder if Reese Jones and some of the designers have uh, started to do a little bit of work in terms of that setup. So I'm wondering if this course may play a little harder this week, uh, putting the weather aside, just with some of the changes in terms of getting ready for the U.S. Open. Yeah, I think maybe. I think any any structural changes that they've planned from last year will be in place by now because these weeks do serve as a really good opportunity for them to see how the course plays. Um, you know, there's, there's no better test for, for changes that you're making for a major than having a tournament like this with, you know, m- many of the best players in the world playing it. So they definitely will be trying out whether it's new tee boxes, maybe it's some, some pin placements that they're looking at. But I just think the conditions are going to make it play rather different, right? I mean, it's soft this week. It's wet. Hopefully in June they want it to be firm. They want there to be much more rollout, so it won't play quite as long over there uh, in June. So I think there will be some aspects that that look similar to the U.S. Open, but it it won't be the same golf course just because of the, the atmospheric and the turf conditions. All right, Daniel, I have a two-part question for you. The first part's about Jason Day, what you've heard about him. We know he's made a swing coach change. We've not seen him much since he missed the cut at the Masters. He's a two-time winner here, a great track record. I like to look at the players who have a positive history at Torrey Pines. How's his health? Do you think Jason Day is worth a shot this week at a pretty big odds, right around 40-1? to 1? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of change in the Jason Day camp right now. It's not just the coaching change, as you mentioned. He's, he's working with Chris Como now, who – used to work with Tiger Woods and his Bryson DeChambeau's coach. So obviously a guy who's, uh, who's all in for the process, not going to cut any corners. So this is a, a big commitment on Jason Day's part. And then there's also his equipment. He, uh, he'd been with TaylorMade since he turned pro, and now he's a free agent. His bag has got, he's got some ping in there. He's got some Zuno in there. Uh, totally a mixed set. So he, He's very disappointed with where he is in the world rankings, number 43. You know, he feels like, I think he's 32 or 33 years old. He feels like he should be. There's no reason he shouldn't be, you know, a top 10 player in the world. Um, but his swing was causing him a lot of health issues. And he's, he spoke last week with the Australian press about trying to change his swing so it doesn't put as much stress on his back. Yeah, between that and the new coach and the new equipment, um, there's, there's reason to believe a turnaround might be on the way. Still a bit of a risk, as you mentioned, haven't seen him since the Masters. But he's definitely re-energized, and you don't hook up with Bryson DeChambeau's coach if you're trying to make just you know a half-ass effort. He's he's all in. So it's, it's, let's hope to see Jason Day back 
at the top of the game because he's a great personality and the game's better with him in it. You know, he is Dave's kind of an enigma, I will say. It seems like he should win more with his talent. He's had a lot of health issues. But what about Tony Finau? I put him in the same category, and I know uh, Finau contends a lot, and he's got a great history here at Torrey Pines as well. Six times, six top 25s, three top sixes, and Finau tied for six last year, five strokes off Mark Leishman's pace. It seems like he's really knocking on the door. He's grinding to get another win. Uh, how do you view Finau, and do you think – I know it's uh, hard to make this prediction, but you, do you think Finau is going to get in the winner's circle soon, or are we just foolish to, uh, to bet this guy to win? Uh, it's a tough one, right? I mean, no one puts them in, themselves in position more than he does. It feels like every week he's right there, and it's not, not just in small events. He does it in really big tournaments, so he's really consistent. You know, it's hard to believe that someone who gives themselves a chance to win – as often as he does, just by sheer odds, wouldn't finally by now have, have busted down the door. But um, yeah, he was really positive after last week. I was I was interested because after he hit it in the water on the 11th hole, which kind of killed his chances, he seemed pretty dejected on the golf course. But then afterwards, in his in his post round interview, he was really positive, saying, you know, I take I, I take only positives out of this week. I'm working on some stuff in my golf swing. This is a positive for me. So. You know, he's not discouraged, and I think it's easy to be discouraged when you've been that close and haven't won. With Fina, look, there's no surprises. He's probably going to be in there in the top 15 on Sunday. Uh, you know, he's going to have a chance to win. Whether he does or not is impossible to predict, but it's the only thing he can do is keep giving himself chances, keep giving himself chances. And uh, I don't see any reason why he's not going to give himself another chance, whether he closes, at, closes to the door and finally finishes the job impossible to predict, but he's not going to stop popping up on the, on the first page of leaderboards. Our guest is Daniel Rappaport. He's a staff writer for Golf Digest, and you can follow him on Twitter at Daniel underscore Rappaport. Daniel, what about Rory McIlroy? He's got a very good track record here, albeit a short one. He's had great success at Torrey Pines, but uh, is the travel going to be getting to him? He comes uh, off of a very near miss once again at Abu Dhabi and comes all the way over to La Jolla, California to tee it up. What do you make of Rory this week, uh, a green light or a red flag? I think it's a green light. I mean, I, I think, look, these guys, especially someone like Rory, who is European and has been playing with PGA Tour, uh, both tours for the majority of his career, this is not his first time traveling in between weeks. Yes, it's a long way, but these guys do this for a living. They know how to manage their sleep. They know how to bounce back. They know how to recover. Um, so while there will be probably some impact, I think by the time he gets to Thursday, He'll probably be pretty much adjusted, and he's playing great, and it's a course that really fits his hand. Rory plays well on long, wet courses where you can hit it really high and your four irons land like, you know, pillow soft. And, and so it's definitely a course that fits into his, into his eye and into his skill set. It's sort of like a Tony Fina situation. It's been, it's been over a, a year and a half since Rory won last, and he's had a ton of chances. So it's another one of those things where it's whether whether or not he can come in on Sunday and shoot that 67 that he needs to win. Gave himself a chance last week, didn't get it done. Um, but I think he's motivated to get back in the winner's circle, and I do like his chances this week. Daniel, with uh, Morikawa over in Dubai, there's kind of four young guns that are uh, like in their second, third year on tour that are basically priced in the same range, anywhere from 30 to 40 to 1 this week. So I'll uh, two-parter here, and I'll give you the four names. Hovland. M. Wolf Scheffler, 
Who would you like best of those four this week? Not only for this week, but also really to have a big season in 2021. I'm big on Victor Hovland. You know, I think the couple times that he's put himself in in contention, he's won. Um, he's closed the door. He did it in Puerto Rico, and he did it uh, a couple months ago in Mexico. So I think he, there's no scar tissue there. He knows how to win. He feels like when he gets in contention, he's going to win. And I just love the way he's driving the ball. He's, he's, he's an unreal ball striker. He's been working hard with his coach, Jeff Smith, to become a better scorer, better wedge player. Uh, better putter, and I just like his attitude. I like I like the way he goes about the game. It's, it doesn't feel as you know super intense. He knows himself. He knows how to win. Uh, he's a guy who I think is going to be a thorn in the side of American Ryder Cup squads for a long time going forward uh, and starting later this year. He's he's a force, and he's such a good ball striker that it's consistent. It travels week to week. When you get the ball out well, you're gonna you're gonna make all pretty much all of your cuts, and you're gonna have a lot of chances to win. And so I think Victor is someone that is going to kind of take that step this year to be coming from, you know, a good young player to just one of the best players in the world. We saw Morikawa make that, make that jump last year, and I like Hovland to make it this year. All right, we're being way too positive on this show tonight, Daniel. So let's get negative here. Let's talk about players you would go against this week or players you would fade in this field or matchups or guys that you just don't feel are in a very good current form as we head to San Diego. Yeah, the one guy that jumps out to me is Xander Shoffley. I think he's listed as like the third or fourth favorite, which makes sense. He's you know he's being number five in the world right now. Um, very consistent, plays big events very well, but he does not play Torrey Pines very well, despite being right. from the San Diego area. He's missed the cut, I think, three of, at least two of the last three years. The one time he made the cut, he was kind of chipping and putting his way around there, wasn't striking it very well. So he's someone that I would that I would stay away from from the top of the board. And then the other guy is John Rahm. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he won, no. Um, but he pulled out of the American Express. That that wasn't for nothing. I'm not suggesting that he's that he's injured or anything serious. But he did pull out of that event. And then the big variable with him is the, is the club. He's playing well, you know, with with Callaway now after being with TaylorMade for the first three or whatever it was years of his career, which were very successful years of his career. So anytime a player makes a switch like that. You know, the mind goes to a Sergio Garcia or a Justin Rose, who it really didn't work out for them. Um, and that's not saying that it won't eventually work out for Rom, but I just think there's a lot of a lot of variance and a lot of unknowns for him to be. I think my co-favorite with Rory. All right, Daniel. How about who you like to win this week? Is there anybody a little further down the board, some long shots or some sleepers, and then maybe some guys towards the top of the list as well that you think can get it done at Torrey Pines? Well, the top of the list, we talked about Rory. I think he's he's a good got a good shot this week of the of the kind of favorites I like him. Someone further down the road, how about Mark Leishman at forty to one? He's the defending champion. He was about as bad as you could possibly be after the restart last year. I mean, he couldn't make a cut. He shot thirty over par for four days at the BMW. I mean, it was some dark days. Um, but he was much better in Hawaii. He finished kind of middle of the pack at the Century, and then he finished fourth at the Sony. Um, very positive, huge gains in his ball striking from last year. And he's the defending champs of good mojo. The other guy, and this is even further down, is Ryan Palmer, 75-1. to Another guy, he was a runner-up here, I think it was two years ago. Um, he's, got, he's been in the top 20 his last three or four starts at Torrey Pines, and he played well uh, in Hawaii. He's a guy who made the tour championship last year despite not winning. He's kind of blossomed into a 
into a consistent performer. Not sure he's going to win the tournament, but I love a Ryan Palmer top 10 bet this week. Uh, he plays his course well, and he's playing nicely right now. Daniel, uh, also uh, want to get your opinion on the Masters. Brady and I, uh, when we were starting the season in uh, Kapalua and Wailai, kind of did a little season preview of who do we think are going to be some major champions and, and kind of going down the board from the obvious ones, the, the DJs, the Roms, the Justin Thomases, Rory, the guys that are usual suspects, kind of like middle price guys. And uh, one of the guys I did mention, and now his odds are going to be cut with his win last week, is Terry. Hatton, who is now number five in the world, but he was in a 30 to 40 to one price range to win the Masters. Uh, anybody down the board, maybe kind of in that middle tier or, you know, outside the top 10 that you could pinpoint that you think, hey, this guy's got a good shot to win a major this year? I like Patrick Cantlay. I mean, I think that part of that is probably a little bit of recency bias, just the round that he played uh, on Sunday at PGA West at the stadium course. I mean, I've played that course many times growing up in junior golf. I think 11 birdies and no bogeys there. I should be 18 over par over the weekend. It's, it's pretty spectacular playing. Uh, he was in contention in 2019 when Tiger won. He's played Augusta well. And he's just one of these guys who feels like he hasn't gotten enough out of his game just yet. He struggled with injuries a lot earlier in his career. Um, but he's still just 28 years old. And he's, he's one of those guys that the other players say, like, he's really, really good. And, and PGA Tour pros are not are not easy audiences, so you know when they say that about someone, they mean it. He's a guy who uh, is, a, is a really a proper ball striker. Uh, he's going to give himself chances on the weekend, and, and he showed, I think he shot 64 on 2019 on Saturday uh, at Augusta, so he can go low there. I like him. I, I feel like he's probably in that same range as Hatton, if not a little lower. Yeah, I'm with you, Daniel. Well, thank you very much for your insights this week, and enjoy the golf at Torrey Pines, my friend. All right, that is Daniel Rappaport, a staff writer with Golf Digest. And, you know, I, I'm exactly with him, and I think we talked about Cantley too, Wes. Of course, he won at Sherwood, right? And I think there's a little bit of a correlation there to the memorial where he's won, mm -hmm. to Shadow Creek, and to Augusta. Those four courses all kind of tie in, so mm -hmm. I'm with him on the Cantley Well, thought. I remember sitting in the box where we had that early Sunday Masters two years ago uh, where it got moved up to weather, and we were at, uh, at Westgate Superbook here in Las Vegas watching that Masters and Patrick Cantlay made that eagle and I'm like oh man I've actually got a chance uh, I've got a live one here and then he hit one in the trees and just had never been in that major status of yet but certainly I think is on his way. Cantlay is one of those guys that has a lot of close calls too and it's tough to win on the PGA Tour but you recall the tournament in Vegas two years ago when he oh, had yeah. the lead and oh, he yeah. hit into the water. Guess who had him? I did. I know. Yeah. <laughs> did no, you the not, bridesmaid Matt, for you. Matt you never forgets. Oh, okay. no. No, I don't, I don't, you never forget the losers. No you don't. No. I think the only winner I ever had in Vegas was Jim Furyk when he used to win there about every other yeah. year. Well, it's time to go across the pond. Coming up next, Wes Reynolds is going to take over and fill us in on the Dubai Desert Classic. It is long shots kicking off season three with a look at Torrey Pines. Brady, Matt, and Wes will be back in a moment on VSIN, the sports betting network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans with you. Next week, we'll be previewing the Waste Management Tournament at the Phoenix Classic uh, in the TPC Scottsdale, I should say, in the desert. But this week, uh, we're in the desert on the European Tour as well, the Dubai Desert Classic. Wes, you've got a, some insights for us on this tournament, which has a great field. Yeah, right in the middle of the Middle East swing. Saudi Arabia will be next week. Uh, the Dubai Desert Classic, a uh, long history, started in 89, uh, actually his first event on the Golf Channel when it first went on the air in January of 1995, first live event to be televised. It is the Emirates Golf Club uh, where they will be playing this week, par 72, 73, 53. You know, a, a desert layout, but does have some dog leg holes, so it's a little bit more strategic. Uh, obviously, it is exposed to wind, so keep that in mind. Uh, it especially was exposed to wind last year. Nine under was the winning score. That was Lucas Herbert over uh, Christian Bezudenhout, the uh, South African, who is uh, getting a lot of play and actually a lot of love this week. Uh, Look, usually greens and regulation guys are usually pretty good here. Uh, You got to be, I think, pretty good with your irons. The four par fives on a par 72 as usual. Three of them, though, are on the back nine because they want exciting finishes and they want, uh, you know, some changes in leads and uh, to have risk reward holes on the back. Uh, So I went with the few here. Uh, 
Paul Casey, 20 to 1, was my shortest uh, guy. Did I, I didn't elect to go with Hatton, Morikawa, or Fleetwood, so I went with Paul Casey, uh, who makes the trip from Cali. He was uh, eighth at the American Express last week. He had an 11-week layoff, actually, after the Masters, so usually that's like a terrible spot, but I think for an older, more veteran player like Casey, it was probably good to get some rest. Second in the field in tee to green last week, just behind Siwoo Kim, was also fourth in approach, so he's got some experience here. So Paul Casey, uh, going back to the well with uh, Andy Sullivan, who inches closer to the world top 50 ranking, uh, 53rd right now. And that world top 50 is important this time of year, too, because that's eventually going to be the cutoff for the Masters entry, because everybody in the OWGR top 50 that's not otherwise qualified gets a spot. So obviously one win or a really good finish is going to put him well inside that. Second and 10th in the last two events of 2020 in Dubai, not on this course but obviously in the same area. Three top sixes are better in this event since 2015. So Sullivan, I went with. Uh, Martin Keimer actually missed the cut in Abu Dhabi last week where he's won three times, but he was in the tough end of the draw where he had the bad wind right away. So uh, went with uh, Keimer. He actually led the strokes gained approach for the European Tour last season. So if you're good with your irons here, you should contend. Danny Willett, former winner, 70-1, to 1, uh, seems to be getting the game back on track. Uh, actually finished 16th last week, but he was 6th under through his 10 holes on Sunday. So at least some momentum. Uh, David Lipsky, who's actually an American, played at uh, Northwestern with Luke Donald. Uh, and uh, he plays mostly on the European Tour. 80-1, to 1, was 5th at Abu Dhabi last week, 3rd in the field in putting average on these Bermuda greens, which the players are going to see this week. Very good, accurate guy. Very short hitter, but very accurate hitter. And then the long bomb is Stevie G, 200 to 1. He is a two-time winner here at the Dubai Desert Classic. Uh, age 46, so like Donaldson, who was one of the old guys they took last week, uh, I think he's worth a shot at 200 to 1. He was fourth in strokes gained around the green last week in Abu Dhabi, where he finished 16th. The short game is coming around. His tee to green game is still really good for uh, a 46-year-old guy playing out there on the European Tour. But I think... Uh, Good around the green. I think this could really help him this week. What about uh, one of Matt Eumann's favorite players? We saw him play really well in Hawaii, and he won the Sanderson Farms at 22-1, to 1, Sergio Garcia. <laughs> I was shocked that Sergio's not on Wes's short list this week. Well, what's up, Wes? Yeah, Sergio uh, actually did win this event in 2017. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I thought the price in, in that 30 or very high 20 range was was. Right. Uh, there's some guys I, you know, some guys I respect in the market. Uh, Matt Wallace has gotten a lot of support this week. Uh, Bazudenhout, the South African, who was uh, really hot toward the end of 2021, two weeks in a row in his homeland of South Africa, now well inside the top 50. Uh, Good young player, 26-year-old out of South Africa. So they were getting some support. Uh, other big names in this event, Justin Rose is here. Lee Westwood is here. Uh, Sergio, as Matt mentioned, Matt Fitzpatrick, who did win the Dubai event to close out the year last season. Would Morikawa be a fade for you this week? He, he seems kind of like a fish out of water I here. think you need a year of experience in playing these type of events before I go with you. But Americans have won here before, actually several of them. All right, major implications is next. The next major on the board is the Masters. We'll talk about it. We have a new exercise, too. We'll throw a few guys out there, see which one these guys like better in a head-to-head -head matchup for the upcoming Masters starting on April the 8th, 2021. We'll be right back on Long Shots.
here on Long Shots. It is time for our major implications segment. And the first major of the new season will take place 72 days from now. And gentlemen, oddly enough, the last major was also 72 days ago. The November version of the Masters Mm. won by Dustin Johnson. They will tee it up on April the 8th, 2021. And here's a new little game our producer Nick Henyon came up with for season three of Long Shots. Would you rather, and you can see on your graphic there, a matchup of two gentlemen that are relatively similar on the odds board as far as their price. The first matchup, Sunjay M. Cameron Smith, both outstanding finishes at the Masters in November in 2020. Sunjay M. at 65 to 1, Cameron Smith at 75 to 1. Wes, I'll start with you. Do you have a preferred player between those two? Do I stay loyal to our boy Cameron Smith, who did get a runner-up finish for me at 125 to one? Uh, now cut to 75 to one. Smith actually has contended in more majors than Sunjay, and remember he was uh, right there at the U.S. Open, I believe. Uh, what was the course in Washington State that they played? Yeah, oh, uh, uh, I can't. Th- Jordan Speed, Chambers Bay. Yeah. Chambers Bay. Uh, so he's been in contention a couple times. Soon JM, I think, is the more talented player. Certainly plays more frequently. Uh, he hardly ever takes a week off. So uh, Cameron Smith, uh, I would go with him again. I'm going to go back to the well. Matt, any uh, preference there between him or Smith? Wes threw me off there. I was thinking about when I bet Dustin Johnson at Chambers. Yeah, Bay. so did I. <laughs> I'm being reminded of all my terrible beats in golf this week. That was brutal. I like Cam Smith here. Uh, some, I think uh, a lot of times you see the South Africans and the Australians play well at Augusta, and I'm going to go with Smith at 75-1. to 1. Seems to be a little bit of a master specialist. We saw him finish yeah. fourth a two, few years yeah, back, two right? two top fives the last three times at Augusta. Okay, matchup number two, the young gun, Colin Morikawa, who has ascended to number four in the world versus Daniel Berger, who was uh, the guy holding the short straw, didn't make it into the November edition of the Masters, but who would you take in 2021? Matt, I'll start with you. Berger versus Morikawa. Wow, this is a tough decision here. Nice job, Nick, with this matchup uh, I'm gonna go Daniel Berger 55 to 1 uh, Berger I, I think has got maybe a little bit more hunger because he hasn't won a major yet and Colin Morikawa let's face it has not really played that great since he did win uh, last summer and recall, Daniel Berger, the uh, first start out at the gate, uh, did win at Colonial, but they did the cutoff mm-hmm. uh, before uh, uh, the restart last summer, and he was not eligible to be in the 2020 Masters. Yeah. So this is a guy that did not play, obviously, last November. So he's got to be motivated, uh, I think, to really show well here, considering he didn't get in last time. Don't you guys also think he's a little bit better putter? than uh, Colin Morikawa. Yeah, yeah. certainly the stats suggest, uh, suggest so. And I also, we, we know about Augusta, you have to have experience around there. You have to get around that track a few a few times before you go on to win. And Berger certainly has more laps around that golf course than Morikawa does. I also think Morikawa is more of a U.S. Open PGA Championship type player. And Berger, Berger may have the skill set that is better for Augusta National. Uh, not a whole lot of experience at Augusta between these two guys, Joaquin Neiman and and Matthew Wolf Neiman has been red hot to start the year, and Wolf has really been red hot ever since he came on tour. Uh, Matthew Wolf at sixty to one, Joaquin Neiman at sixty-two to one. Wes, I actually think this is a really tough one, considering how, what good form Joaquin Neiman is to start the season. I mean, 
I think Matthew Wolf, though, you got to look at the fact that he was essentially a rookie in 2020, and he had a second at the U.S. Open and a fourth at the PGA. So uh, obviously a little bit more of a proven player, despite the fact that he didn't win either of those two events in Neiman. Neiman in the better form, but I think uh, Wolf a little bit more of the upside. You know, I'm more of a Joaquin Neiman guy. Uh, 22 years old, I think he's got a huge upside. He's not quite as erratic as Matthew Wolf can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neiman's gr- he's he's going to be grinding too, Brady, because he's got two bridesmaids already this season. And uh, he, he's uh, going to want to find the win column. And I think this kid's going to find the win column often. How about being 45 under par in the two events oh. in Hawaii and coming yeah. away with two second-place finishes? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a pretty tough beat. I, I lean with you guys. I, but, you know, neither of these guys are great putters, and, and you do have to have that at Augusta National, but I would probably take Neiman before I took Wolf. Good selections there, Nick. We'll do it again next week. Uh, in-pocket plays for the Masters. Uh, you guys can comment on mine. Wes uh, and Matt do not have anything on the board just yet for plays in the Masters. I went ahead and jumped on, and this was I did this probably about – I'd say a week ago, 10 days ago, I jumped on Justin Thomas. Uh, pretty good number at uh, better than 15 to 1, plus 15, 25. And, and then the other two, I, I really think Justin Thomas can win it this year. Obviously, he can win anytime, anywhere. Uh, I think this might be his year in 2021. The other two guys, I just grabbed numbers that I thought were ridiculous. Matthew Fitzpatrick at 100 to 1 and Jason Kokrak uh, at 170 to 1. Well, I talked about uh, when we did our preview uh, of guys that were kind of looking that maybe could win a major. Matthew Fitzpatrick, I think, is maybe ready to have a big year and win some big events. I mean, he's not the longest hitter because he's not a very big guy. Uh, but he is a dead straight hitter, and he is also a guy that flushes his irons. If he can get that putter roll, and uh, he's a guy that can win. Look, he's already got several worldwide wins. He's already got six European Tour wins. He's just 26 years old. So uh, I actually do like Fitz uh, a little bit to show in a big major, big type tournament this year. Fitzpatrick's one of those players I have poor timing with. When I bet on him, he does nothing. Uh, I do like Justin Thomas. You know, he's one of my favorite players to bet, so I approve of your uh, your play there. I, th- I thought it was interesting, Brady, that you noted it. it seems like the Masters just ended, uh, yeah. but it was 72 days ago, yeah. as you noted, and we're 72 days away from the April Masters. So it's like the drive from Vegas to San Diego where we're in Barstow right now. We're, we're in the middle, right? We're That's at the exactly midpoint. Right. It's exactly right. Yeah. We are in Barstow here on Long Shots. Uh, yeah, Fitzpatrick, I think you make some good points there, yeah. Wes, and you say if he can get the putter hot. I mean, he's one of the best putters in the world, right? Yeah. And he's had great finishes at Augusta before. He's Co- very much compared to Spieth in many ways. There the good go. Spieth, uh, <laughs> because he was the, he's an Under Armour guy like Spieth is, and they were about the same age. Uh, very similar games, not very long hitters, but can absolutely putt the lights out when they get it going. I think Kokrak's a guy, too. We saw him win at Shadow Creek here last fall. Um, I think he's always been a very good player, but now getting a win probably gives him that much more confidence, and I think he's ready to have a pretty good season. I don't know if – I don't expect the guy to win the Masters, but you, sometimes you just got to grab a number, 170 to 1. I, mm-hmm. I think he probably should be more like 100 to 1, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, you know, he finally broke through this journeyman, finally broke through at a good field at Shadow right here in North Las Vegas. And you got to think, okay, a win is going to come much sooner rather than later. I don't think he's a one-hit wonder. Well, Kokrak's going to be a guy to watch this week, too. He's 60-1 to one or a little bit higher at um, Torrey Pines, right? Hits the heck out yeah. of the golf ball, too. Long hitter. He shouldn't have a problem with the 7,800-yard version of Torrey Pines down in La Jolla. We'll come back from Barstow in a moment. It is Long Shots right here on Sin. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans with you previewing the Torrey Pines Farmers Open, Farmers Insurance Open taking place in La Jolla, California this week as we kick off season three of the program. And this is the match play segment where we get to all of our plays for the week. We go over our outright winners, top 10, top 20 finishes, head to head matchups, whatever you've got in pocket. And we'll start with Matt Humans' futures plays. And Matt, you mentioned you've been off to a pretty good start so far this season. A couple of near misses with Joaquin Neiman in Hawaii and a fifth place finish with Abraham Answer last week in La Quinta. Who's on the card this week in La Jolla? Well, I think the handicapping's been pretty good. The results have not been great because when you get those near misses on the futures board, it's obviously frustrating, but uh, 
We're going to go with Tony Finau this week, and I'm going to bet Finau probably to finish top 10, or you know, I think I'll go top 10 instead of top 20 this week. His track record here at Torrey Pines is so impressive. Six starts, six top 25s, three times in the top six, including last year uh, when he tied for six at 10 under. He was five strokes back of Mark Leishman, and his current form is fine. I mean, he's uh, played really well. He seems to have that one shot or uh, the one hole that seems to uh, sidetrack him when he's in contention on the weekend. But at some point, I feel like Finau is going to break through. Like you said, he's knocking on the door. At some point, he's going to knock that door down and get another win. He's been so close so many times. And at Torrey, that's, that's a spot where I feel like you can play him on the futures and not feel bad about it if you don't win. If he doesn't win this week, I don't think you're going to see me put Tony Finau up on the futures. You made the point to start the show, Brady. Is this a guy you just bet to finish in the top 10 or top 20 and not play him on the futures board? And that's a valid point. But this week, I couldn't resist. Yeah, and I think maybe there's a little bit of a theory here. Uh, obviously, 20 to 1 is a pretty short number, but maybe you're kind of buying low on Fino because people are starting to just go, this guy just can't win. You know, <laughs> right? And you get to that. You get to that point with Ricky Fowler right. at some point too. I was just too. about to say yeah. he's our new Ricky Fowler, right. Matt. Uh, well, this might be my last yeah. shot with Finau if he can't get it done this week or. <laughs> But, Wes, at some point you have to cut the cord, right? Yeah, yeah, you do, because uh, we don't want our friend Doug Kazarian giving us any more jazz about feed out again. Come on, guys. <laughs> you guys uh, you guys are both on Adam Scott, I believe, huh? Yes. Common selection here. I'll let Wes talk more about that. But Adam Scott, two years ago, finished second, 19 under at Torrey Pines. And uh, we just saw an Australian, Mark Leishman, win this tournament last year. And we're going to have – we haven't talked about it much, but there's going to be some wind and rain, I think at least the first two days uh, north of San Diego this week. And uh, that, that could be a factor. But Adam Scott, I rarely bet him to win anymore, but I think – uh, he's a guy who profiles well in this course. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he's right up there at the top of the leaderboard this week. And 40 to 1 is a pretty good uh, price for a player of that caliber. Billy Horschel is a guy I rarely play, but he finished in the top 10 here uh, two years ago. And uh, I, I'm looking for some long shots. And I circled about 10 guys here who I thought had a shot. That's the theme of this show, right? The long shots. And uh, Horschel's one of uh, many guys. I picked him out because I think he's got a better uh, track record at Torrey. And then Harry Higgs, who tends to play well on some of the California courses. He tied with Tiger uh, last year, top 10. Uh, he finished second in the Safeway Open, Northern California, uh, last season. This is a guy, when you, uh, you see him walk around the course, you laugh because he looks like a beer drinker out there playing golf uh, with the pros. And you, would, you, don't, you don't want to take him seriously. But he's got a decent game. And, Brady, you're the guy who likes to play uh, some of these long shots in the 150-to-1 uh, range. I, I said, why not? Let's take a shot here on a guy who was a top 10 in this course last year, 180-to-1. I was walking around Torrey last year, by the way, in the final round uh, on that Sunday. And you guys will remember that was when Kobe Bryant yes. died in a helicopter crash in the news uh, came out and we were walking around the course and you thought, oh, that's got to be a fake report. You know, it's just kind of an eerie Sunday at Torrey Pines where some people knew what had happened to Kobe and some didn't. Remember, Tiger Woods got informed of it right yes. when he finished uh, yeah. the 18th hole. I was I, watching the coverage because yeah. uh, I was wondering if Nance and Faldo were going to address it and they addressed it right on the top on the CBS coverage. I mean, it was covered basically in every type of sporting event 
that you could ask for. I think it's a good handicap on Harry Higgs. I saw your pick come through on email this morning. I said, that one makes sense. You're right. He plays well in California. And Wes, you and I have been talking about Billy Horschel. He's coming off two uh, straight top tens in Hawaii. He, so. he is, yeah. And uh, Harry Higgs, who, Matt, he's like a more athletic Tim Harron. There you go. Remember Tim <laughs> Lumpy Harron? Yeah, Harry Higgs actually was a teammate of Bryson DeChambeau's at SMU. So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully if for him, some of that winning ways rubs off on him. All right, Wes, we know you're on Adam Scott, and I believe you're on Finau as well. Yeah. Who else is on your card? Yeah, and one thing for Finau, uh, second in strokes gained off the tee last week, third tee to green, seventh in approach. So all of those parts of his game are there. I would expect them to be there this week. Uh, Matthew Wolf, 37-1 uh, to 1 before I get to Adam Scott. Uh, look, he's young in his PGA Tour career, and you mentioned it when we were talking about that would you rather in the last segment. He is a little shaky with the putter. I actually think Poa Anwa is his best surface because he grew up in California. And during his stellar career at Oklahoma State, where he's the number one amateur in the world, he won on tracks like Pebble Beach. So look for him maybe in a couple weeks, assuming he's in the field. Olympia Fields also features Poa. Uh, finished fourth and second at the PGA in the U.S. Open, which also featured Poa on the greens. He was only 40th last week, but was top 11 and off the tee approach and tee to green. Tee to green is always, I think, the strength of his game, but the friendlier putting surface may help him. Adam Scott, Matt mentioned, two second here uh, two years ago. Two victories at Riviera, yep. which also features Poa Anwa. So uh, he didn't like the world on fire in Hawaii, but gained off the tee, gained on approach uh, in, in both of those events. It was the putter that let him down, but... At a previous event uh, where he's had a little bit of success, I think that could be good for him. And nobody, arguably, except for like Tiger, who won this thing like, what, seven, eight times. Uh, Jason Day, though, has won twice uh, here in 2015 and 2018. Uh, uh, four top fives and also four, uh, five top tens in his last eight appearances in San Diego. He is working with the new swing coach, uh, Chris Como, not the, not the CNN host. Uh, Chris Como, the uh, director of instruction at Dallas National, who also is Bryson DeChambeau's guy, as uh, Dan Rappaport mentioned. Uh, and Como actually has experience working with players that have back problems. <clears throat> Tiger Woods, uh, who did have to withdraw this week, of course, with the uh, latest injury. So, uh, I liked him. Uh, also, Bubba Watson, 50 to 1, former winner here, 2011. Sixth at Torrey last year, despite having not played here since 2014. Good history of playing well at California. Also, a Riviera guy who there won three sure. times, 2014, yeah. 2016, 2018. And then my three bombs, uh, and he really bombed out. I think both Matt and I had him last week, but I'm going to go back for seconds, and that's Sam Burns, mm -hmm. who shot a 77 in the first round at PGA West, uh, but did rebound with the 66, uh, did gain uh, like four and a half strokes T to green uh, for that second round, and also is one of the bigger hitters on tour. In terms of driving distance, he ranks fifth on tour. That's up there with the Rory's and the Bryson's and the Cameron Champs. Also third in strokes gained off the tee. I think that length is going to help him. And then Wyndham Clark, another guy who's a bomber that gains off the tee, actually lives right here in uh, Henderson, or actually Summerlin, rather, just uh, west of Las Vegas. Uh, 150 to 1, uh, Luke List at 200 to 1, another bomber. Finished 21st last week, but was in the top 10 for approach and tee to green. 
putter is, of course, a weakness for Mr. List, uh, but a move to uh, the POA. I think when the guys kind of putt bad and they've been on Bermuda for like three or four weeks, they're glad to see something else, and maybe that'll be Luke List at 200-1. to Yeah, I was on Wyndham Clark last week, thought about taking him again this week, but eventually laid off. Uh, make it a consensus on Tony Finau. Like I said, maybe uh, people are, you know, maybe we're getting a good price. I thought maybe he should be more like 15 or 18-1. to We're able to get 20. He's an absolute horse for this course. Matt, you talked about how many top five, top six, top ten finishes uh, in just six appearances here. I don't think he's ever finished worse than, worse than 28th. Uh, you know, I just had to take a stab with him. Uh, Carlos Ortiz, uh, a long shot at 95 to 1, who's had some good history here in the past. Just came off of a 14th at the Sony. Uh, Cameron Davis, you guys talk about Australians. Uh, Jason Day and Mark Leishman, of course, winners here. And, and also, remember Nathan Green back in the day used mm-hmm. to play well mm-hmm. here at Torrey Pines. Well, Cameron Davis is a very big hitting Australian. Comes off of a third place finish at the American Express. And uh, also has done well at Pebble Beach, also featuring Poana Greens. And then Lanto Griffin, a Californian from Mount Shasta in Northern California, played well at Harding Park, has played well at Pebble, has played well at Torrey, has some very good finishes on these coastal golf courses. So I went with Lanto Griffin at 120 to 1. Uh, one short shot, you know, one a little deeper in the 68 to range with Davis, and then a couple of bombs there with Ortiz and Griffin. And uh, Nick, if you've got the head to head matchups, I know Wes and I are both going against Jordan Spieth this week. Uh, Wes, you've got him uh, falling to Ricky I laid, Fowler. I laid a big price with the guy that's uh, got his own swing issues, uh, Ricky Fowler, but Jordan Spieth has also switched coaches. Uh, uh, maybe Ricky Fowler is a little further along in the process. Uh, Matsuyama and Reed, I thought it was a coin flip. Uh, a lot of respected people on Matsuyama this week. I've been down that road too many times, though, so uh, he's kind of on the, on the maybe pile for now before I go back in. Uh, John Von Tobel and I are big uh, Matsuyama stands uh, over the years and don't have a lot of good tickets uh, to uh, show for it. Sam Burns over Siwoo. I just think Burns fits this better. Siwoo might be a little bit of a fade this week off the win, and I think this course could be a little bit long for him. So I uh, took uh, Cameron Tungali over Jordan Spieth at minus 135, took Ortiz at plus 105 over Cameron Champ. And I think your play makes sense, uh, Matt, if you're going to buy into the travel that McElroy's uh, facing here versus John Rahm. I hope it makes sense. I'm uh, 1-0 on matchups this season on Point Spread Weekly. I thought about just retiring there you go. <laughs> uh, for the year with 100% success rate because uh, I wasn't great on matchups last season. But Rom in this spot, minus 125. He won here in 2017. Past two years, he's got a second and a tie for a fifth. And Rory McIlroy traveling back from Abu Dhabi, you would think it's going to be a, a tough spot for him. That's going to do it for the season premiere of Long Shots. Next week, we head to Phoenix for the party that is on the 16th hole there our friend drew stoltz from pga tour radio and the subpar podcast will join us to break it down thanks for watching thank you for listening enjoy the golf at tory pines everybody good night from vsin the sports betting network The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. 
Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.